Hi, and welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that I'm sure so many people can relate to, especially if you've ever thought, you know what, I eat really healthy most of the time, but it's all the extra stuff that's hard for me. You know, when you walk into the break room at work and there's donuts and snacks and cupcakes, or it's a struggle when I can't control what's in front of me. My partner brings home foods that, you know, he knows are triggers for me and things like that. Now, I've been there and so have many of my students And so we're going to dive into this today. And this episode is titled saying no to donuts in the break room is actually slowing down your weight loss progress. And we're going to talk about um, what to do instead so that you can be an effortlessly healthy eater. But first, before we get into the episode, I want to take a moment to do another shout out to the name is, it looks like YAG97, Y-A-G-97, who left a review, a five-star review. Thank you for that. And the review says, your podcasts have been so helpful. I've had enough of binge eating and I want to learn how to better them. And what I'm taking from that is I want to learn how to improve. And it also says, everything you say makes so much sense. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for investing in yourself to improve. And if you'd like to be the next, you know, uh, listener review shout out, go ahead over to podcast after you listen and leave a review. I'd appreciate it so much. It helps me reach more people and help more people. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. I am popping in with my lopsided ponytail to bring a another live, another weekly live. Same back time, same back channel. Every week I am here at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, dropping as much nuggets of info as I can. So join me, join me weekly here at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, um, We're going to dive into today this when you come across, you know, um, treats, um, donuts in the break room, food in the environment, how saying no to these foods is actually slowing down your weight loss success. And we're going to talk about, you know, how to eat. It even could potentially be triggering binge eating, which thereby slows down your weight loss success and what to do instead so that you can speed up your weight loss and do that without feeling deprived. And so let's go ahead and dive into this. And for anyone new to me, by the way, I'm Rashonda Yates and I help women to break free from binge eating and have peace and enjoy their eating for the rest of their lives using the embodiment method. So like I said, we're going to talk about why saying no. Even though it it seems like the right thing to do to actually, you know, speed up your weight loss is actually slowing you down and what you can do instead so that you can really be consistent with your eating. So before we get into um, the like the steps that I want to share with you today, drop a one in the comments if you can relate to any of these. 
Once I start, I can't stop eating. I haven't been able to get a grip on allowing my urges to pass without acting on them. I'm constantly thinking about food. Some days I can tell myself, no, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat that. And I'm not giving in. And then other days, my urges feel strong. And I feel like I just can't stop eating once I start. And maybe you've gained a lot of weight in a short period of time, like maybe 20 pounds in a very short period of time, which I've done. I've been there. And so this is something that what I call aware food prisoners, we often experience. It is you have all of these, you have so much awareness and perspective about like all of the, the things that contribute to the cycle of binge eating. And yet can't seem to step out of it permanently. And you've probably tried a lot of things, you know, like um, mindfulness, going to therapy, um, and just really maybe even positive thinking. You've tried all these different things and you might have even felt a lot better for a period of time. But then maybe stress came in and you found yourself slipping back into old patterns. So again, totally normal. This is something that I help clients with. This is something that I've experienced myself. And, you know, if you're like many women who've battled with binge and emotional eating, chances are that what you've tried to do um, is you've tried to resist the sweets. You know, you've tried to... um, say no to them and try to force yourself not to eat them. And what happens is you may start experiencing food obsession, food thoughts, and you just kind of carry those thoughts with you throughout your day. And then you get home at the end of the night and you're like, you know what? F it. I'm just going to eat it just so I can stop the obsessive thoughts. Or if you do eat it, you, you might feel guilty about it. And so it's like, you know, you can't win for losing. And then you might think, okay, well, I'm just going to start over on Monday and which leads to a weekend spiral. And, you know, after doing well all week and getting to the week- weekend you f- and binge eating all weekend or overeating all weekend, then you might be thinking, okay, well, I just threw away all my progress. And so all of this <laughs> results in you know, doing well for short periods, for some periods of time, and then slipping back into old patterns, yo-yo weight fluctuations, and ultimately taking 10 years to release weight that could have taken two years because of this two steps forward, one step back pattern. Now, you already know that when it comes to weight loss success, adherence is key. But so often what we try to do is we try to use force to create that adherence. Now, with with this approach, with the using the force to create that the adherence, you might be noticing, again, doing well for, for some time, for some period of time, but then slipping back into old patterns or having those constant food thoughts and feeling like you're constantly battling them in your mind. And you might be... You know, you might look at the um, your weight on the scale, you might see it going up and you might feel fearful about those fluctuations, which causes you to then like, you know, shut down your actions or, you know, um, overeat because you're feeling bad about yourself. And, you know, all of this is because we can only do it by force for so long before we revert back to old habits because we just get tired. You know, we just become fatigued. Now, 
And many of my clients, by the way, have even gone as much as two years before realizing that what they've been doing is unsustainable. So, you know, what is it that you're really wanting to create with your eating habits, with your relationship with food? Well, if you're like most people, you're probably wanting to be able to enjoy that donut from time to time without going overboard, without feeling um, guilty about it, you know, really allowing yourself to experience the pleasure of that indulgence. You probably also want to lose weight without feeling deprived and to stop the mental obsession over the food. And you want to feel confident and proud of yourself. Like, you know, imagine waking up in the morning and just not feeling that that wave of guilt and shame. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? that can come over you when you wake up in the morning and you're just like, oh, why did I do that to myself again? So you're probably wanting to wake up in the morning and feel proud of how you've taken care of yourself over the last 24 hours. And, you know, to be able to like look in the mirror and love what you see in the mirror and know that you are making real um, progress that, you know, you're confident in the progress and you're confident in that it is something that is, um, that has staying power because it's coming from inside of you. And, you know, it's really coming from, from you and it's, it feels effortless and automatic. So how can we actually stay consistent with change without feeling like it's a constant battle? You see, it's not a matter of saying no to the donuts in that moment. It's actually a matter of being the kind of eater that you want to be overall, whether you eat the donuts in that moment or not, because it's not about that one moment. It is really about the sum total of your decisions, your daily decisions over time. And, you know, when you are a person who is consistent then your overall trend moves you in the direction that you want to go. But you do that without feeling like it's a struggle, without feeling like it's a battle, without feeling like um, you're depriving yourself. And what I've noticed is that those people who really take the time and put in, yeah, put in the time and the effort on the front end to make sure that they are the person that they want to be as an eater. They learn to reprogram their identity as an eater. They can navigate food in any environment without having to avoid or worry about triggers. They can enjoy indulgences in moderation when they choose, and they can move on with their day without constant food thoughts. And this is exactly why I created the embodiment method, which helps you to reprogram your thought patterns about yourself as an eater so that you can eat in a way that's enjoyable, that's pleasurable without sabotaging your weight loss goals from the inside out. And I'm going to share four steps from pillars one through three of the embodiment method, integrated identity aligned eating choices and mastery of self-control that I go into much deeper in um, Eating Mastery, my eight-week group coaching program, which is going to be opening soon, so look out for that. And step one, 
let's dive into these four steps. So step one is to shift your focus from the food to the sensations in your body that you're experiencing when food thoughts or cravings arise. So often we get into this trap of thinking that we need to do something about the food. We need to manage the food. We need to control the food. And the reason why we do this is because oftentimes we actually want to avoid something that we're uncomfortable experiencing within ourselves. And so we just focus on doing something about the food. And eventually, of course, we want to address the food. But when we work backwards by making the food the problem, we actually never see what the actual problem is, which is actually not the food. It's actually the way that we are thinking about the food and about ourselves um, in relationship to the food and about what we're capable of, about changing our eating habits and, you know, all of our beliefs and all of those things that are just under the surface, kind of like with an iceberg. Um, in the ocean, have you ever seen Titanic and they, and they hit a big iceberg and you see, you know, the iceberg on top of the water, but the iceberg goes all the way to the bottom of the ocean floor. And underneath the surface of the water, there's all of these, you know, beliefs and thoughts and stories that are keeping us from stepping into that more that we want. So when you find yourself, you know, moving forward, losing weight, feeling great, and then, bam, you get hit by a trigger and you start to think, oh, well, you know, you start slipping back into old patterns. What's happening is everything that's below the surface, that base of the iceberg, is actually what is stopping you from fully embodying that version of yourself. It is that part that makes you feel like it's a struggle. It's a battle, you know, um, and so... That's why step one is really to shift your focus away from the food, but instead start noticing what are the sensations in my body? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? What are the beliefs that I'm having right now? And when you shift inward, that is when you actually start to address all of that under the surface stuff that is holding you back. Step two Observe the thoughts you have about yourself as these sensations, these physical sensations are flowing through your body. One of the things that I've noticed is that many, many of us don't recognize that a craving isn't, um, isn't this amorphous thing. It actually has a substance. It actually has something that you can identify, that you can name. And that is the physical sensations that are in your body. So that's what we addressed in step one. In step two, now we're going to unravel. We're going to, you know, um, pull back the curtain on what are the thoughts that you're having when that craving shows up? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about food? What are you thinking about yourself? And so in step two, you're going to observe those thoughts about yourself as the sensations are flowing it through your body, and you're going to do this without judging yourself. And this is really important because one, like 
we're so good at beating ourselves up and we don't even realize that beating ourselves up is the thing that is actually keeping us stuck in the behavior. So you're going to do that observation, but you're going to do it with curiosity. You're going to do it without beating yourself up, without judging yourself, without buying into it. Step three is now you're going to start to replace those thoughts because those thoughts don't serve you. If they did serve you, then you wouldn't be struggling with the eating right now. So you're going to replace those thoughts with thoughts that do serve you. What would you be thinking if you had the relationship with food that you desired? What would what would those thoughts be? Think about somebody who eats healthy effortlessly, who never really, you know, thinks about their food and what what do you think that they're saying to themselves? And you can start to replace those negative thoughts with these thoughts. And then step 4, is you're actually going to program in the new thought patterns so that they happen automatically. So if you can imagine that, you know, um, with like a computer, for example, programmers program the computer so that when you hit a certain key on the computer, the computer automatically does whatever the prog- it was programmed to do. And so we can actually do the same thing. We can actually program ourselves with the right input so that we get the output automatically that we desire. So step four is about taking all the information from steps one through three and solidifying it and making it a hardwired program that happens for you in your life automatically so that you know when there's a trigger in the environment it's actually not a trigger for you anymore because it's just like oh you know there's there's donuts there you know it doesn't mean automatically that you need to eat the donuts and it is coming from an amalgam of the programming, of the thoughts, the values that you want, the goals that you have. And, you know, with all of this is an underlying frame that is self-love and self-acceptance and just taking care of yourself the way that you want to take care of yourself. Because like, for many of us, we we struggle with feeling like we don't really, we haven't really grown up. You know, we are still trapped in this, like being um, irresponsible, like an irresponsible kid. And you're probably wanting to really feel like you've got yourself, like you've got your own back. And so that's really what being a binge-free boss is all about. It's about having your own back from a place of loving yourself. And that self-love is so deeply ingrained because you have taken a step-by-step approach to really program that in to your system. Because, you know, at the end of the day, We don't want to feel like we're having to fight ourselves and pull ourselves along every single day just to 
do the habits and the behaviors that we want to do. We want to be able to let this go and let it just be easy and effortless. We want to feel like, okay, like I now I am past food, you know? And, you know, I've said before, we we eat for the rest of our lives. So imagine really being able to just eat and not have to worry about micromanaging it and feeling like it's a constant battle to be able to, you know, sit down, um, be satisfied with on your with, with what's on your plate and to be able to move on with your day. And the next time you get hungry, you eat and it's just not a big deal. And this is something that's possible for anyone. All it takes is the right support, simple steps, and um, account a little accountability. So what I've noticed is that you can have all the information at your fingertips. You can Google the information. Everything that I tell you on this live, in my podcast, in my social media posts, you can literally Google it and you can get all the information. But when it comes to creating an entirely new self as an eater, many people find that accountability, support and structure is invaluable because they can't they can't sustain the behaviors long enough to make them a part of themselves without having some type of structure and guidance. And so... If you're that kind of person, if you're the kind of person who likes to have your hand held and you like to have all the steps just laid out in front of you and for somebody to tell you, okay, just do this step first and do this step next, then I invite you to get on the wait list for eating mastery. It's my eight week group coaching program to take you from struggling with food to having peace and freedom and enjoying your eating for life. And the doors are opening soon. In a few weeks, we're going to be um, opening up applications for people to join. And so if you want to be notified when that happens, when applications are open, then join the waitlist. You can go to RashondaYates.com slash waitlist and you will be um, notified as soon as the doors are open, as soon as we start receiving applications. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes so that we can reach more people with this important message of food freedom. Again, follow me at Rashonda Yates on Instagram and Facebook if you'd like to be a part of future lives and have your questions answered. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.